Take your Bibles this evening and open to the book of Psalm, chapter 23. We are working our way uh, for a few more weeks through Psalm 23. And tonight, uh, I want us to read together. It's going to be up on the screen. We're going to read the psalm in its entirety, and then we'll take a look at our verses tonight. But if you would read aloud with me, and we'll read off the screen out of the King James Version. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Father, thank you. Father, you are the good shepherd. Lord, you are the great shepherd. You are the chief shepherd. And Lord, tonight we come to you, Father, as our shepherd. You are personal. Father, you are a relational shepherd. Tonight, Lord, we want to learn just a little bit more about your shepherding. And Father, how your grace is so great that it pours out through your shepherding on your sheep. Father, we're here tonight to hear from you. Father, would you speak through me? Would you feel me for this time? And Father God, I just pray everything in the precious, most holy name of your son, Jesus. Amen. I find it amazing how the Lord begins working on the heart of pastors and, and on me to start studying the Psalm 23 as we're looking at this and having a shepherd that looks out and watches over us and then understanding through other reading and looking around that church, we're not in easy days right now. We're in a war. It is a war not with tanks, and machine guns and armies of different nations. We're in a war against light and darkness. And I believe this war is increasing and growing heavily on us as believers. And we can't just sit by and let the war happen. We're involved in the war, but we need to understand the doctrine or the foundation that we have a shepherd because anytime we're in a war, there are casualties in that war. People get wounded. Some die in the war. And when we get wounded, we need to know where to turn. We need to understand that we have someone that is out there and leading us and that we need to follow them. We need to be lifting up our brothers and sisters in prayer daily for protection, for ourselves for protection. And what I want us to look at tonight is the second part of verse 2 and verse 3 where it says, He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. 
He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. There are three wonderful things that I want us to pull from this tonight. And first of all, our great shepherd, my great shepherd, your great shepherd is one who refreshes How many of you need refreshing at time, amen? With the battle that we're in, when you're constantly on the war grounds like we are, we need refreshing and we have a Savior who refreshes us. The waters of refreshment, it talks there about leading us beside the quiet waters. Do you know sheep, we talked about, they're very scared animals. And if there's a bunch of rushing water, A sheep's not going to want to go and take a drink of that water because he's afraid that if he falls in that he would drown and get washed away. Can you imagine putting on a coat of wool and falling in the water and trying to swim? You're not going to go very far. But it's those quiet waters. But it's also those quiet waters because it's refreshing. We need refreshing of the soul. You know, in studying, uh, every time I study this, uh, I read different commentaries and different things and I learn new things. And I didn't know this, maybe you did, but do you know that sheep can go months on end without drinking water from a stream as long as the weather's not too hot? Part of that is because they get refreshed through the dew on the ground. It is enough for them, but you know they're able to do that. Listen to this. Sheep have a habit of getting up just before dawn and begin to eat and graze on the green grass. Why is that? They know that the shepherd's watching and the dew is still on the grass. What's that song, I Come to the Garden? Do still on the roses? See, the sheep get up just before dawn because the dew that's on the grass is one of the purest forms of water that there is. You know, there could be something in the stream, but it's the shepherd that has to get the sheep to the place of the refreshing water. You know, they can go a period of time without water and then they're going to become antsy and they're going to want water. And if they go off looking for water on their own, they're liable to find a little pond or a little puddle of water that has parasites in it or dirty water because they're so thirsty, they're just going to jump in and begin, or not jump in, but go up and begin to drink. But the shepherd, see, he's the one that's responsible for them. And he cares and loves enough that he's going to lead them to the refreshing waters. How about us? Remember, I said a few weeks ago, we're sheep. David probably remembers it because I said we were stupid. He told me I did good when I corrected myself at the end and called us silly. But as sheep, we are dependent upon a loving shepherd. As Christians, we're dependent upon a loving God to refresh us. You know, God knows where you're at and where Robert's at 
where each of us are at in our walk, God knows exactly where we are. God knows the terrain that we're on. He knows where to get us and to take us to the refreshing waters. Do you have a habit of getting up early? Maybe just before dawn when it's still quiet, there's no distractions around and begin to feed on the dew that our Heavenly Father gave us, the purest form of food for spiritual health is right here. Take time. It refreshes. I can vouch for it. I can tell you the times that I go, extended periods of time, that I don't get up and begin my day grazing on the dew of God's Word. Soaking in that grace and learning who he is. And I can tell you the days that I do it. Is the day itself any different? No, it's still the same 24 hours. But there is a refreshment that comes to my soul when I get up and I get that early morning dew into my life. Pure source, a supply of grace But we also see there that he says that he restores my soul. Our Savior is one who restores. He reinvigorates, kind of like refreshment. But, you know, sometimes we get beaten down. This war we're on, if you're a believer and you are battling in this war, there's times that you get beaten down. And there's a gentleman named Philip Keller who wrote a book about the shepherd in the 23rd Psalm. And he talks about the sheep. And he talks about the history of them. And there is a thing that is called a cast, a C-A-S-T sheep. And a sheep becomes cast when it gets turned over And it cannot get itself back up. Maybe there's a a little hole in it or a little dip in the ground and it gets in there and begins to, to move around. And next thing you know, he's flipped on his side and then his feet are up in the air. And he's just kicking all about. It's called a cast sheep. And they become, he said, most of the time that sheep become cast during the times of what I'm going to say the highness of life. For the sheep... During the fullness or the prosperity, maybe a an ewe lamb, a little baby lamb in his fruitfulness. As he's growing, there's times that little baby lamb's gonna turn over and he needs the shepherd to come and to turn him right back. Or maybe the sheep in the middle of its prosperity when it's got that big, thick wool coat. You know, I've seen them sometimes shearing. You'll see a sheep go in. He looks about this big and they start cutting that wool off and he comes out. He's about like that. Can you imagine having all of that on you and falling over? That's just like we are. You know, a little ewe lamb in its uh, fruitfulness, a new believer You know, a new believer has times in his life it gets a little sidetracked as you're learning and building up, but the Savior is there to right the little ewe lamb back up. How about us as maturing believers? 
You know, sometimes we get on a high. Have you ever been on a mountain high with God? And everything's going great. That seems to be sometimes when we just kind of topple over. You know, things are going great, so I'm not as dependent on God's word. Or maybe for some just coming back from camp. Whatever it may be in our life as maturing believers, a lot of times when we are in the middle of prospering is when we come into a problem that we just tip over just a little bit. And you know it's so hard to get back up on our own feet. But we have a gracious loving Savior who wants to restore us. You see, he doesn't leave us where we are, but I find it amazing that the animal world and the human world have a lot in common. Do you know when the sheep become cast, they become turned over? Guess what? The enemy knows when they're turned over. And the enemy knows when they can come in and when the enemy can attack, when that little lamb is or sheep is over on its side and it can't get up, guess what? It can't get away. And the buzzards and the vultures and the coyotes or whatever else, they seem to just sense that like they can smell it and they come running. Oh, guess what? The human world's the same thing. When we as believers get kind of cast over, Satan knows it. When you're down, Satan knows it. And do you know when you're down is when you're most vulnerable. And the enemy knows. And they want to come and they want to pounce on it. But we as believers, that's why I wish everyone in the world would be a believer. We have a loving Savior that knows each and every one of us enough that the moment you become cast and you begin to bleep, as they would say, a sheep, you cry out. He's there just like that to restore you and to turn you back up and to refresh you and to bring you back. You know, I don't know why we as believers can come into the grace of God and experience the richness of that, and yet we still have a tendency to wander off. Do you know why that is? Because every one of us in here, every one of us as believers still have a sin nature within us. Not only is the war going on in the world, we are warring every moment within us, every decision we make because we have the flesh fighting against the spirit. But our heavenly father refreshes us. He restores us. And when we wander off, he's there to bring us back and restore us back into the fold. You know, I'm praying for many in our community that the Lord would restore them. But you know, as much grace and mercy as our Lord has, he's never going to override somebody's will. He's going to do everything he can. He'll, as we say, dangle the carrot in front of your face, but he's not going to make you eat it. 
You know, you can, what's the phrase? You lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. God shows you the grace, but the moment you're ready, the moment you're ready, he's there to restore. I'm praying that hearts would be softened in our community, that the hearts would be softened and hear it again. But I believe that that's where the third part of what we're going to look at tonight comes. You see, he restores us and he also refreshes us, but our heavenly father rescues us. And so often I need rescuing. I'm sure that you need rescuing. We see there that it says he leads me beside the quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. This rescuing that he does, if you read it out in what it is, it's talking about straight paths. You know, God knows the path that he has for each and every one of us. He knows from A to Z, how we're going to get there. Or he, the path that he wants, what he wants, the good things in our life. But so often we, we want to jump around and go all these crazy paths and get off. But he rescues us by straight paths and he does that, number one, through his word. Why do I harp so much? I'm going to use the word harp. Why do I harp so much about reading God's word? Spending time in God's word, memorizing God's word, because this is the guidebook. This is our roadmap. Yes, we're here on earth as aliens, and we're on a journey, and we're traveling down this journey of God's graces as believers, and he's rescuing us. He, he wants to put in front of us all the great things that he has for us. We've got to follow those. He uses his providence and his spirit, you know, his spirit is very important. When Jesus ascended up to heaven, he told the disciples to go to Jerusalem and to wait for the spirit. He was going to send the spirit back, the comforter, the helper, the one to walk alongside of them. And they went back and they were praying in that room. And you know the story of when the Holy Spirit descended down like a rushing wind filled the room. People all around heard it. It was like tongues of fire over their head. But you know, today we don't have to wait for the Spirit. As a believer, the moment that you accept Christ, Holy Spirit comes from heaven and permanently indwells within you. That Holy Spirit is the one that the good shepherd uses to guide us. That Holy Spirit's the one that when you begin to think about something that you know you're not supposed to think about and you get that little thought in your head, you know, I'm not supposed to think about this. It's not just your brain telling you that. That's Holy Spirit speaking. Some people say, I've never heard him speak. Yeah, they just don't know what they're listening for. Sometimes you have to decipher, is it Holy Spirit conviction or is it the devil trying to condemn you? There's two different things and can seem very similar. If you have a sin, an unrepented sin in your life and you feel a conviction about it, that's Holy Spirit convicting you of that sin. 
If you have repented of that sin and later down the road, moments, hours, or days, you keep getting this nagging that you're no good because of that sin, that's not Holy Spirit conviction. That's devil trying to convict you. You know, the devil's a funny thing. I, I heard on the radio the other day a preacher talking about it, and he said, you know, the, the devil comes in and he tells you, hey, you can go ahead and do it. Nobody will ever know. It's okay. And as soon as you do it, you know what he does? Everybody's going to know. You're not going to get away with it. He lies. But when we confess it, God takes the penalty of that sin and removes it from our life. And he restores us. He rescues us and he uses his spirit. So I think it's very important for us to understand who this shepherd is because I believe the war inside of us as well as the war out and around us is growing every single day. And we need to know what we as believers have so that we can fight this war. That's a shepherd. Remember we talked about the good shepherd, and the great shepherd, and the chief shepherd. Our shepherd, our personal shepherd who loves us, he refreshes us. He takes us where we are. He puts us in the place of waters of refreshment. He restores us and he rescues us. He doesn't put us out to pasture by ourselves. Our shepherd doesn't run us like cattle from behind, but he leads us. So when we go into battle, we have a shepherd who's on the front end leading us. And he's there watching and waiting. And if we become cast, he refreshes us. He restores us. He comes instantly and he rescues us. I'm excited to tell you that I have a shepherd, a good shepherd, a great shepherd, the chief shepherd, a shepherd that loves and a shepherd that cares about me all the time and that I can rest in green pastures because of the shepherd that I have. I hope you all have the shepherd. I'm, from what I know of most of you, I would think you do. But how many of our friends don't know the shepherd? How many of our friends are in need of this refreshment and restoration and rescue Do you know why God does all this? He loves us. But it's also because God created us to bring glory to his name. Look at that last part of verse 3. For his name's sake. His name, his character is on the line. He's promised to do these things for us and to take care of us. And let me tell you, if he promises it, he's going to do it. Because his name, his character's there. You remember when they were coming out of Egypt 
and they were on the way out and all the people wanted to go back and Moses had just had enough and God was talking about he was fixing to wipe them all out. What did Moses say? Don't do that. Father, your name. Basically he's saying, you brought them out. What's it going to look like if you brought them out here and then you kill them all? See, God has a reputation. And let me tell you what, his reputation is good. His reputation is holy. His reputation is pure. And he's not going to do a thing to stain that reputation. He can't. He is faithful to his word. And here his word says that my shepherd makes me to lie down in green pastures. My shepherd leads me beside quiet waters. My shepherd restores my soul. My shepherd guides me in paths of righteousness. We have the best shepherd that there is. So in these days, we need to be running to the shepherd if we're going to fight this battle. And I'm sure that many of y'all have been able to sense this. I ask that y'all pray for me. Because as we have the great shepherd that cares for all of his sheep, you know, he's called me to be what we might call today a co-shepherd. And I have sheep. And whereas you feel the war that you're in, every day I feel the war that I'm in and the war that all of you are in too is a burden on me. So I ask that y'all pray for me as I pray for you daily because we're going to fight this war. And it's on a journey that we're going to continue on all of our life. But we have a shepherd that we can turn to, but we've got to be praying for each other to get through this battle, this time. I, I don't know other than we're drawing toward the end of time, but whatever we're in right now is a darkness that we've never been in before. I just That's the only way I can say it. But I know who the light is. And that's where we're going to stay focused. And that's where we're going to move. So tonight, in just a moment, we're going to go into a, a time of prayer. But I want tonight to be a little bit different. You have your prayer list. I ask you to take your prayer list home. Pray over the prayer list. Those are specific. But tonight, I want us to earnestly turn to the Father and pray for our fellow brothers and sisters. There's a time no greater than this that we need to be praying for them. Also, uh, we, we do this from time to time. As you're praying, I'm going to come by and lay a card beside you. Hopefully you have pens in there. If not, we'll get some. This is a card Sunday. Brother Sean Beard is going to be here. Uh, he was in my undergrad class. He is a new pastor. I say new. He's been pastoring for a few years. Wonderful man of God. Great integrity and great beliefs. He's going to come and he's going to bring you all a message. But I want you to write him just a short little card letting him know that tonight you're praying for him. We're going to mail these to him and hopefully our mail system works and he gets them before he comes here Sunday because I want us to be lifting him up. Now I want to go ahead and mention to you, I don't know for sure, but just in case, uh, sometime back Brother Sean had some surgery and the doctors did some things they wasn't supposed to and cut some tendons. And for a long time he's had to wear shorts. So if he comes in here Sunday with shorts on, 
Y'all just love on him. I think he might be back in regular long pants, but medical reasons, he might not. But, but I want y'all to earnestly pray for him because let me tell you, when you go somewhere, whether you have a church and you get up every week and you preach or you're traveling somewhere, the enemy wants to combat your study time and he wants to combat you. Let's give him encouragement that we're praying for him. Y'all be praying for him now through Sunday that the Lord would anoint him and feel him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight.